Hey everybody, it's John Hastings from the Anything Can Be a Podcast podcast. So, I had some technical difficulties with the show today. Uh, basically, the Zoom recorder ran out of batteries. So you're only going to hear 16 minutes of the show. It's the last 16 minutes. Uh, but I talk about a lot of stuff. And again, I wanted to make sure that still a new episode did get posted today, even if it's a little mini one. Um, it still sort of hangs together with the plot, if there is one for this show. Uh, but while I have your attention, uh, remember, go to my website, uh, johnhastingscomedy.com, or um, contact me on um, Twitter, at thejohnhastings. And if you have anything to contribute to the show, uh, email me, johnhastingspodcast at gmail.com. You, uh, you're great. This podcast is the funnest thing I've ever done in my comedy career. Uh, I really hope that you're enjoying listening to it. If you have a venue, if you run a comedy club, if you have a living room and five friends, and I can get there from London for a reasonable amount of money, I will come and record the podcast in front of you. I'm going to try and keep this going after the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, so hopefully people listen to it, hopefully people like it, and hopefully we get to keep doing it. So enjoy this mini-episode. Batteries are charging as we speak, so it'll never happen a goddamn again. Um, great. Hope you're Hope you're great. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I hope you like stories about Ric Flair, because guess what we talk about for the next 16 minutes. And also remember, the show is recorded live every day at the Free Sisters at 5.15 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival until August the 24th. Great. Bye. We're back, ladies and gentlemen! Hey, just ignore that technical difficulty. I don't think we even lost that much. Just me talking about professional wrestling, which was the lull of the entire show. Thank you, darling. Good luck getting into the house later. Now... Fuck, she does, actually. <laughs> God damn it! Hoisted on my own petard. How much is a motorhome? Because I'm looking at me. <laughs> Who, what's the sketch? Have you ever sold to any of the... Um, I don't know what... The people that you guys refer to negatively as gypsies or the other word that's from the movie Snatch that I'm not going to say because it turns out it's a racist term but no one told me about that. Pikeys, can you say that? Can you? That's a friendly sort of way. Is it? Because I said it one time and I got one of these. Which is the British way of saying we don't like that but we're not going to tell you why. The PC word is travelers. The PC word is travelers. So do you sell to a lot of travelers? No. No. Better than that. I've tried two of the years, but you just can't deal with them. They normally just come in and take them. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, ease up, Nigel Ferran. Jesus. This ain't this type of meeting, but I like how your son is just like, they usually just take them. Because I give them the keys for a small fee. Most expensive motorhome you've ever sold, how much money was it? 103,000. 103,000. What the fuck did it do? Did it fly? Should have done. Yeah, you're a good salesman because even you're like I don't even know what it did <laughs> didn't even have a door it was as much a surprise to me as you that that's, that's how you, you again I love the the attitude towards work on this island it's fucking tremendous because you guys just you don't give a fuck in North America in America people pretend to like their jobs what do you do I'm the HR rep for a medium sized plastic supply company Every day I walk in with a smile on my face, coffee in my hand, and I say, today is the day I'm going to achieve. (laughs) On this island, what is your job? Uh, 
I work for a guy named Gord, and he's a cunt. Like, it's just... Man, you don't even try! You don't even try! Like, I have I had a joke in my act, which is, I come from Canada, we have customer service there, and when that gets to this island, you're gonna love it. And it's legitimately not even a joke, it's just an apt observation. Because all of you, when you go, you go to North, who here has been to North America that's from uh, Europe or the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So when you go, I've seen, I've had friends come to visit me in Canada, and when they walk in to like a Starbucks, and the person behind the counter goes, hi, how are you? What can I get you? You all just go, what, what, what? Because <laughs> how does it work here? You walk in, and they're just at the till looking at you, and you're looking at them. And I'm still trying to make another miracle, so I go, hi, and they go, what, what? What do you want? And it takes all that I am and all that I ever will be not to go, you, to shit on my chest. And you order, you, oh, it's just... Jeans are my favorite. Going into like any clothing store on this island. It's the only thing that defines the regions. Because actually, like England is very different than Scotland, and Wales is very different than England and Scotland. And I don't, I don't know. You guys do that music too, right? <laughs> is it from the other show? All right, good. I just thought I was hearing the Foo Fighters again. <laughs> Last time that happened, anyway, killed a guy in Seattle. He was blonde. Anyway. <laughs> Kurt Cobain death reference. Thank you for being a hip audience. Doesn't make any sense. The Foo Fighters were formed afterwards as a way for Dave Grohl to grieve. Yeah, I understand that. Sometimes jokes don't make any sense. Just roll with it, voice who lives in my head. Now, can I just say this about the Foo Fighters? I try so hard to like them, but I just want them to be Nirvana. Because Nirvana was like fun and punky, and the Foo Fighters have songs about like, I, w I had a rope, and now I don't. <laughs> you have too much money, Dave Grohl. What's your next album gonna be called? Swimming Pool and Who Gives a Fuck? Hey, everybody, my daughter's in a private school. My wife's a supermodel because I'm a rock star even though I look like a thumb. Check it out, I got tattoos and I can get away with it. Yeah! Just Jesus. Like, there should be a cap. When you hit a hundred million dollars net worth as an artist, you no longer get to perform. <laughs> Nothing good comes from hearing an ultra... Paul McCartney, case in point. Who here has heard his album, The Fireman? There's half a song that's okay, and then the rest of it, it says, well, who gave you a synthesizer, Paul? <laughs> right? Like, you've heard it. Like, I... I, I mean, I know, it's good. It's, it's right. Yeah, it's... Even listening to your voice, you're like, it's good. Because you're like, it's a Beatle, and we got him. But at the same time, you're like, Fuck! <laughs> Why is this song called Hope, and why is it 11 minutes? It's doing the opposite of hope. Just. And the, the only band that's actually surprised me is, is Metallica. What does this have to do with professional wrestling? We'll get to it. <laughs> is that Metallica was so bad in the night. And I love, I love metal. I'm one of those guys. John? Bit of a metalhead? I saw. Yeah. He doesn't want to tell you how much he's into metal. Let me just put it this way. I guarantee he has a hammer tattooed somewhere on his body. <laughs> I love metal. I love it. And Metallica, they were the great tra traders of heavy metal. They were, who was a great trader to Scotland? Mel Gibson. They, they were like the Mel Gibson of metal. Because they made the Black Album and it was like awesome and heavy. And then they made this album called Load. And it was. 
it was just so bad. And they made another album called Reload. Because when you're a band and you go, you know what we should do? We should make the same album again, only much better. You're basically saying to everyone, sorry. <laughs> so they did that. Then they made an album of covers. Then they made an album called Saint Anger, where they didn't have a bass player. And it's not good. I pretend to try and like it. But there's a song called fucking um, Some Kind of Monster. And the beginning of it literally sounds like the time I tried to play drums. And it's just fucking horrible. Anyway, so, but they're finally back and they're good, but they're the only example of super rich people not sucking. What other super rich people don't suck? Professional wrestlers brought it back. Now, um, here's why I love wrestling, is again, it combines the majesty. It's also insane, and it's also something to talk about. It's a ritual. I think that's true for men. Men need another thing to talk about in their life besides, like, relationships, food, getting older, their job. You need to have, like, that sport, that hobby... Like, what is your hobby, sir? Void making. See? He's pretentious. I like pro wrestling. <laughs> Difference. Jim, hobby. Uh, tropical fish. Tropical fish. What the fuck? <laughs> Eating or collecting? <laughs> have you come across that fish that only, like, one part of it's not poisonous? I think it may have been made up for The Simpsons, but still. <laughs> no, I'll let the restaurants worry about that. You let the restaurants worry about that? So, like, do you go to, like, places that have, like, the spe- like those sushi places that are, like... This fish is from the Smaha of Capistrano. It was killed by a man with a needle. There's only one of it left in the world. It's $1,100. Would you like to eat it? Yes, I would. Like those kind of places? No. I don't think those places actually exist. I think I made that up in my, my dumb head. Um, I like that. I like, to, I like to eat. But yeah, pro wrestling is what I follow. And it's also it's the greatest myth in mythology because pro wrestling is that thing where it's like being in a secret club. Because you'll be like, I met a guy who's a pro wrestler, Scott, who we met on the stairs, Lauren. He's a professional wrestler. Now he kind of looks like a professional wrestler because his chest is far to develop, but his legs are real thin. Where the fuck are you going and what have you left behind? <laughs> Way to kill the mood, baby. <laughs> that woman escaped! God damn it! What's that? Let's stop talking about pro wrestling and talk about something else. What else do you have except... What's your name, brother? Sorry we didn't cover that. Uh, William. William. Where are you from, William? Uh, I'm from Norfolk. Norfolk. What do you do, William? Uh, I'm a journalist. Are you reviewing this show? Promise. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I've had one review, and that's what I like. Because it was positive. I don't like negative reviews. They're hurtful. Because they always signal out weakness in myself, which I'm already aware of. I'm a comedian. I have a mirror, and I stare into it. What did it say? The positive one? Yeah. It just praised me. It called me a comedic genius, and it took all that I am and all that I ever will be not to email that to everyone going, This is for every time you didn't think I was funny. Suck dicks. And that's literally what, like, I'm trying not to read reviews at this festival. You guys are aware there's a comedy festival going on, and there's reviews happening. I'm trying my best not to read reviews, but it's very difficult, because comedians, we all, in our heads, think we're in this competition with each other, which is like, if he gets ahead of me, then he's ahead, and he's going to get to the finish line, which is fame and fortune, and a swimming pool that's on a helicopter before me. (laughs) And that's actually not how show business works at all. It's basically, you just create your own little thing, and you people come to it. This thing is a thing I've created. It started at the beginning of the, of the year with me saying to my management, I'm going to do another show to make money because according to the business plan you've worked out for Edinburgh, I already owe you guys eight grand. <laughs> How the fuck? 
fuck did that happen? And they just go, you know, it's, it's, it's the festival. That's their answer to everything. You're like, oh, okay, fuck. So I'm gonna, I hired this room, I brought you guys in, I thought, hey, let's make up something off the top of my head so I don't have to write two hours of comedy, and people are showing up, and they're giving money, and that's amazing. By the way, it's free to get in, going out, if you want to contribute some money, five, ten, twenty-five would be nice. <laughs> Five pounds is completely reasonable. I'll be at the back when the show wraps up. But that's what you have to do. But the festival, it brings out all the worst in us. You know what I mean? You're in journalism. I'm sure it's the same way when there's like a big tragedy. All you journalists are like, we got to find the first dead baby and interview it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, they get, that's, that's what this festival is for comedians. We're all like, because someone is going to be famous. I had a friend last year become famous. And it's very weird to know that because you feel weird calling them because you're like, does he think I'm calling to be like, hey, how's it going? Can I, can I write, can I write you? Can I write stuff for you? Can I be on your TV show? Like, you, you always think that that's what you're saying when you're like, can I, we go get coffee and can I make fun of your dumb face? Because that's what you want to do because they're your friends. So it just brings out all the negativity. Instead, we're here. Because the thing we all have to remember about fame, fortune, success is it's fake. As fake as pro wrestling. <laughs> Brought it back around. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left before we uh, wrap up. A couple of quick uh, little things uh, to bring up before we go um, is, um, is this. I, uh, I bashed PETA uh, two days ago, and uh, I'm going to do it again because <laughs> I've decided I want to get some press by calling PETA a bunch of fuckwits. Hey! <laughs> People for the ethical treatment of animals. I don't fucking like you. Your leadership are all diabetics, meaning they have insulin and then they get money or they take animal products to keep them alive and their excuse is, well, we're helping animals. Are you? What about the animals that get insulin? This is called a marketing ploy. I don't actually really, I actually fucking hate PETA. And do you have any charities that you really hate but everyone else kind of supports? No, PETA actually. I yeah, hate yeah, right? They are horrible. And I also don't like the lady who leads them. She looks like the Bond girl that portrays James Bond. <laughs> Like she looks like pussy galore. Please tell me you guys have seen Goldfinger. You've seen Goldfinger, right, sir? Kind of look like him. <laughs> James Bond, not... Not Goldmember. No, fuck off. The first Austin Powers movie was good. The second one, much like all... Again, Mike Myers made too much money, so the second one, teetering on okay. Then Goldmember was such a hunk of shit. I remember when I was watching it for like the fifth time. I thought, come on! Stop making fun of the Dutch! They do it themselves! For the record, people out there in the Netherlands, uh, I love you all, because I understand you, in that you treat emotions kind of like the rest of us treat putting together Ikea furniture. Even if it's not exactly how it's supposed to go, we just roll with it. And that's what you do. Have you met the people of the Netherlands? They're fucking tremendous. But they just don't express things in the same way. I live with a Dutch guy, and one time he walked up to me and went, I'm very sad. And then he smiled. <laughs> just like, what's the matter? He went, tough day. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa. What happens when someone dies? Like, uh, just terrifying. It's just ridiculous. The final thing about pro wrestling, even if you don't like it, do me a favor. Do me a favor and watch, watch the Hall of Fame, Fame speech by professional wrestler Ric Flair. Let me explain to you who Ric Flair is. He's sort of like the David Beckham or the, the Pele of, of football, only football was not real and Pele was a white man from North Carolina with blonde hair and he wore a bathrobe that was bedazzled. 
And Ric Flair literally made a career out of going to places and wrestling for one hour because his job was the NWA champion. How it works is wrestling is fake. He would go around the country and he had to fight the guy that was like the local hero, like the wrestler champion of Wisconsin. Bill Cheeseworth was his name. Who the fuck knows? And, and you had to make him look good enough so Ric Flair's job was to come in and almost lose and then win at the last minute. And he did that for like 10 years. The other problem is he lived on the road as this weird minor American celebrity. So he drank and fucked his way through the 1980s. <laughs> he made $100,000 a year in 1987 and he bought a private plane on a credit card. He was a fucking nut. Do you know how much a private plane costs? Like $250,000 to like keep it gassed and ready to fly. He was like, well, I've made not even half of that. Good thing I have this American Express card. Put that on there and never contact me again. I don't know how credit cards work. I'm a fake athlete. <laughs> and so he, uh, he then went through the 90s. He started to get some other money. He was sort of like louder. And then they made him a, the Babe Ruth of pro wrestling for like a minute. And then they went, oh, he's just a drunk. And how that came out was he is at the, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, I think 2012. Uh, comedian Brandon Burns, who has a show starting right after this, does a very funny joke about it. But this is what he actually does. He's in front of the microphone. He's talking, telling road stories about like, oh, who remembers that night I was in Raleigh and I invented the seven way? And then he points at his kids, his children, and goes, stand up, kids, stand up, take a bow. Take the kids aren't actually there, miss. <laughs> Take a bow. And then they begrudgingly they're like, hi, hi. And they sit back down, and then he goes, and who can forget the time I broke into someone's apartment and then threw a party? Stand up, kids! You were conceived at that party! Stand up! It's fucking amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, I think there's only way we one way we can end this podcast, and that is in the eternal call of the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Do you guys know how Nature Boy Ric Flair? My two friends in the third row just nodding going, we know. Show them. <laughs> you don't have to do the hitting. But on three, we're all gonna woo. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the end. If you need to be a podcast podcast, before you go, one last thing, it's... Thank you very much, you'll see you in the